Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number 17 of Speaking from the Heart. Today we're going to start part one of many episodes in a series of the services that Your Speaking Voice provides. Not only for the fact that we are trying to provide you with some of the ways in which we can help you create some of the best versions of yourself, but through this process and through the process that I have developed, we're essentially being able to create not just the best version of yourself, but also the best way that you write yourself, which we're mostly focusing on today, the concept of a resume. Now, I know that maybe for many of us, we have already kept up with your resumes, and I give you a thumbs up. Great job for doing that. You probably already have the company name, your position where you worked, the number of years you've been there, maybe months for that matter. You also laid out the responsibilities, some of the skills that you've learned as part of that position, what you actually did in order to contribute to the overall success. Especially if you have been in a volunteer role, you might be putting that down. If you're a recent graduate, you're also putting down your education. Those are all aspects that you should be doing. But are you really telling the full story about what you've been able to do to be successful? And I think that for many of us, we often forget about the fact that, yes, we are hired for doing those positions for a whole bunch of different reasons. But we need to sell ourselves as to what we were actually doing in order to contribute to that overall success. And I really want to dig into this particular part throughout this episode because it is something that we often forget about, especially when we are looking at what we have accomplished. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to put all those accomplishments that you've done down, but you want to highlight at least two or three successes for each of those positions even if you feel that they weren't successes at all. Because it isn't about what you think, it's about what they think. Your potential future employer, your potential future interview panel, your potential future supervisor. Those are the people that are looking and trying to weed out all the different types of things that you are potentially doing as part of not just yourself, but also other people that are vying for the same sort of job. Maybe you are lucky in which they're hiring more than just one person. Therefore, having as many people to interview might be advantageous. But in this ever-changing job market that we're in, just trying to get yourself to the top of the pile is a challenge in itself. And I often talk to my clients that are coming to me and looking to get their resume done to make sure that they list out all the things that they have ever potentially did, as minuscule as it could be, It could be the most important detail that might help them get to the top of the pile. And I often say that because it is all about not just who you know, but it's about what you have done. And yes, the old joke or expression of, I've only been on this earth for only 20 years, but I'm looking for somebody with 40 years experience, certainly is something that we have to overcome. And I think that even as a society, as we continue to have that sort of conversation and engagement, especially in the United States and abroad, about who is really truly qualified for a position, we need to look at what those quality of experiences are. So that's why it's so important to list out all the things that you have ever done. 
And that's my very first piece of advice. If you haven't looked at your resume recently and have thought about what has been done, not only in that job, but what has contributed to the other jobs that you've had, write everything down. It might not be even listed in the position description, which for those not familiar with that concept, a position description usually provides the details, the knowledge, the skills, and abilities of a position that needs to be performed. Now, as someone that has been in the public sector for over 13 years, I can't stress enough the importance of putting that sort of information on your resume because all types of recruiters, especially for the state and federal government, more specifically, are going to be looking for those criterion in order to narrow down the types of people that are able to move on to the next level. If you're able to list all those different things that you've been able to do as a result of all your job experiences, chances are that you're going to get towards the top of the pile so that you will be considered. And if you don't list it, don't be surprised if you get a rejection notice in your email box or even your inbox at home telling you that you have not met the minimum requirements needed to move to the next stage of the interview process. Resumes should definitely have as much detail as you possibly can, but at the same time, you should think about what are the details that are relevant to the position being hired, which is going into my next point. So after you brainstorm all those different ideas that you have about what you've done in that job, now it's time to look at the position description that you're going to be hiring for and be able to narrow it down even further. Now, I must admit to you that for many people, you might have been caught up in the generation now of artificial intelligence, especially ChatGPT, to do that wonderful work for you. But I must give you extreme caution using that tool. Although it will save you a lot of time with trying to format something if you give it the proper command, but you also have to keep in mind that there's not only the information that everybody else is going to be trying to manipulate as part of their chat GPT command, but you have to go through it and make sure that you personalize that information to your liking because you need to stand out. Artificial intelligence doesn't need to stand out, but you do. And that's why it's so important to consider the different types of things that a human being can do as part of reviewing your resume. And being able to sell that, especially the best version of yourself on that resume, often requires spending a lot of time not just looking at the position description, but making sure that your resume is formatted in such a way that accomplishes the task of the hiring manager being able to consider you for the next round, because that is potentially the key. Being able to be hired or be considered at minimum for the qualifications that you are setting forth, along with the independent judgment and knowledge that you're going to bring to the table. We often forget about those aspects, especially when we're trying to format a resume in such a way that allows us to be able to be considered. And which leads into my next point. If you're only putting the bare minimum of what you are doing in a job, and what you are able to learn from a job, you are missing the entire point of a resume. This is your time to shine. I often think about the times in which I have personally worked with resume reviewers, and they often ask me about what I have been able to accomplish. And I have to sit back and think about all the times in which I've been able to do, such as things that I've been able to work with on teams, 
in order to fully understand what that means and what that translates into, especially when I'm creating that resume. Those people are not wasting your time when they're asking you those questions. Not only are they getting to know you and your methodology and style, but you're also listing the different types of things that you've been able to accomplish. Not only does this include the successes or the challenges that you have faced, but also might be working through some of the most basic of difficulties as it relates with team management, project management, IT expertise or information technology for that matter, but most importantly, you're demonstrating how your critical thinking has allowed you to move from one stage to the next. And that's why it's so important for you to consider not only the vast opportunities that it has when you list those successes, but how it paints an accurate picture and also represents you to the fullest extent. Having those three things alone is not enough on a resume. Depending on who you are working with, who you're recruiting with, it does matter what you put on that resume, especially when it comes to keywords. Now, you might have heard over the years about putting it in white text, the keywords onto a resume so that that filter bot, essentially the bot in which is going through and scanning your resume, picks up the buzzwords that are needed for you to move on so that you can be further considered. But I want you to think about not necessarily doing that, but actually artificially putting it in yourself by naturally writing and encouraging yourself to create some of those things in your life onto a sheet of paper that would allow you to express who you are. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Joshua, are you asking me to actually lie about myself? Are you actually asking me to fabricate what I actually been able to do? You know that I could get in trouble. And I would 100% agree with you that you could get in trouble for fabricating something that you have never done or even considered on doing. But you need to be honest with yourself if you are writing things of that nature. Have you actually been able to accomplish some of those tasks that you have written down? Have they worked into your favor? Remember that even with a resume and even after you get through the whole entire interview process, you might be asked later on by your references or even in a second or third interview to demonstrate those technical skills or even be able to be considered for a further background check to determine whether you are really capable of performing what is necessary, especially if those are the exact skills that they're looking for. In other words, if you are using these flamboyant words that are essentially creating some of these best versions of yourself, which are not necessarily who you are, you might be putting yourself into some legal jeopardy as well. And particularly in the state of Pennsylvania, in which I work, it is a crime to falsify a record, and you can be punishable up to a fine or even jail time for that matter, especially when you're applying for a public sector job with the government. Keep in mind that those sort of things should not be the basis of how you do resume writing. Now, you might be overwhelmed and confused by all the different tips that I have given you so far, which is why I encourage anybody to work with somebody 
that not only helps you to understand where you can make those adjustments or even make those enhancements to your resume, but it gives you another perspective other than your own to be able to understand where are ways in which you can do better with recruitment and being able to be considered on the top of the pile. It's not necessarily a quote-unquote waste of money if you are putting an investment in yourself and in turn getting an increase of potential salary or potential hours of work or even the quality of the work that you're doing, which will further lead into more advancement opportunities. Resumes are not necessarily transactional processes, which oftentimes my clients that come to me get confused as to what a coach actually provides. The coach will necessarily give you suggestions as to what that wording should be or how that work is done. And there are many people that are resume writers, which is something that I do personally myself in order to create some of those best resumes that we often see displayed on news and even career advice articles, amongst all kinds of other types of social media promotion. But the most important thing to consider when you are working with someone is to make sure that they're knowledgeable in the field in which they are doing, which they should fully disclose what kind of background that they have themselves, the success rate in which they've been able to work with people on those sort of jobs and writing those resumes. But more importantly, and the third most important thing, is to make sure that you are getting what the value is out of that coach. It's not necessarily demanding every single little thing because it requires you to have a little bit of participation in that process. By not participating in that and not giving the full breadth of the different types of things that you are able to do or even create for that matter, it can create confusion and disparity throughout your resume. But having all those facts and working with a coach to be able to do that will allow you to sell yourself on paper, which is no longer that one-page document in some cases, but allows you to deal with how you can unlock that maximum potential within yourself, especially when you get ready for your next job. Let's face it, all of us want to be the best versions of ourselves. And it means also working towards creating some of those things that are not only inside of us, but also on paper too. If we're able to do that, we're able to not only have the best resume, but we will be able to move forward in ways in which we never thought possible. And by doing that with a coach, or even doing that with somebody that is a resume writer, trust me, you will no longer have to cross your fingers to get that call. You are guaranteed that call every time. Thanks for listening to episode number 17 of Speaking from the Heart, and I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.